the Wellbeing Portal podcast. Today, we have an amazing guest, Rachel Gilfrin. She is a coach who really specializes in empowering women. Uh, her passion is in communication, career progression, and really enabling confidence to be born into each and every single woman and people in, uh, in, the, in their professional careers. She stepped out herself of being in IT after she had her own personal experiences, which I'm sure she'll explain, but now she's really there passionate and with a mission to enable every single female to become the best versions of themselves. And so I really wanted to bring her on today because I'm sure that she will be able to impart some really amazing um, insights and value to not only women, actually, but as we are the well-being portal, it's also in leadership. So this, I take today's podcast as an amazing insight tool to empower women, but also to, to enable it to gain perspective and to be able to gain understanding for any of the men in the audience here, especially who are in leadership, who want to learn how to connect in a more powerful way um, to the people within their team that are female. So welcome, Rachel, and um, it's an honor and a pleasure to have you on today. Thank you so much and good morning. That was a lovely introduction and definitely covered a lot of what I do. So thank you. It's great to be here. Fantastic. Now, I wanted to dive straight in today to a topic that I know uh, you're very passionate about and um, something that you say you lead with that I really want to discover more about, which is really uh, framing what you do um, under uh, the ability to understand communication and what that actually does to enable us to become our best selves. So do you want, should we start maybe just with the word communication? What does that mean to you? Yeah, sure. Well, I always love to start with a definition of something, even in a lot of my corporate programs, because I think that we all have our own interpretations of things. And then so when we're kind of looking into maybe improving or becoming more proficient in a skill, Understanding what that is, obviously, is so key. And mm -hmm. um, so communication plays such a huge part in career progression as a whole, because put simply, a lot of the time we don't reflect upon which areas of communication we're good at. And we make assumptions about how we come across with people. And um, now one of the things that I always like to start off with when I'm explaining to people about the impact that communication skills have is by looking at things like statistics surrounding first impressions. Mm. Um, so one of the things that I include in my course is that, you know, the Harvard study of communication statistics, which I find incredibly interesting, which is when you're looking at a first impression as a whole, 55% of that first impression is made up of the visual element. And so what we think is the, more, the most important thing is going to be about the words that we speak and, you know, the impression that we try and make with our knowledge. Actually, it becomes less and less important and it actually only makes up 7% of that overall first impression. And so when we start to think about the way in which we come across, communication skills really do need honing and really toning down and making into our own so that we can become more proficient in the way that's appropriate for that situation, if that makes sense. 
I, I love how you actually just what you finished up on there, which is appropriate. You know, like I just think that that is a key word and I don't hear it very often, actually. Like so. So it's just sparked something in me because I do notice that a lot of communication isn't appropriate um, <laughs> to the to the given um, person. So that that um, nearly like that a, a adjustability or flexibility in the manner that that you are able to communicate in a different way to resonate with a different person or a different employee and a different team member whoever that may be needs adjusting do you find that that in terms of communication um, impacts somebody's ability um, when they're when they're in a, a work setting oh definitely mm. I totally agree with you I think that as a leader and as somebody who's maybe aspiring to be a leader in the future you need to be able to adjust the way in which that you interact with people not only to sort of have the emotional intelligence to understand them as a person and see what they need but also to be able to get the most from the conversation and everybody's different and everybody reacts differently to different things so having a kind of one size fits all doesn't always work and in some instances as well you know different types of communication whether that's kind of formalized or informal will be applicable to various situations um so yeah I definitely think that plays a huge part in it and I think that you know casting my mind back to my corporate career so I spent um, quite a bit of time in IT sales and one of the main elements of my role was going out on the road to meet with customers face to face and really get an understanding for what their needs were as a customer of ours and I think that one of the things that I learned through doing that was that you can sort of go in with um, a professional outlook and wanting to come across, you know, very corporate, very professional um, and very prepared. But sometimes I would walk into a meeting and there would be, you know, directors there that were just really informal. They didn't want to sit and talk to somebody that sounded as though it was, you know, all very rehearsed and that sort of thing. So that adaptability element became more and more important as I cultivated relationships throughout that career. And did you find that that led to more ease of success, if you will? Definitely, but it did take some time. Um, yeah. I think communication and learning how to flex that is quite difficult and I think that it takes quite a lot of practice to try and read situations mm. um, but also to adjust them in a way in which is gradual to ensure that there's not a complete you know alteration in the way in which you're coming across so for example if somebody is wanting to be sort of less formal not kind of going from being in work mode to almost as though you're speaking with your friends which sounds obvious um, but it isn't always the case. Absolutely. Um, what I would love to do now is is merge this, um, you know, communication that that you clearly know a lot about. Bounce back to that later on, but I would like to also merge that with another area that you're very passionate about, um, especially with enabling women in the workplace, um, which is the word confidence. Mm -hmm. So, how do you see? nearly that that synergy or that relationship between communication and confidence then those two integrating to help a person um, in their career 
Well, it's hugely important, and I'm so glad that you've brought them up both together in the same guise. Really, the way in which that I started my business last year was all based around the fact that when I reflected on the areas where I'd made progress and the areas where I maybe had been a little bit frustrated with my lack of progress, nearly everything came back to three key pillars. And these pillars were mindset, confidence and communication. Mm. And the, the pillars are in that order exactly because the mindset piece always has to come first. Now, this word gets thrown around quite a lot. So I'll kind of give you my take on, on what mindset means to us in this way. So effectively, our mindsets today are made up of various different situations and experiences that we've had throughout life. And they shape the beliefs that we have about what is possible for us. Um, especially going into a career, what you believe is possible for you to achieve is hugely it's hugely important because we don't often go for opportunities unless we already believe that there's, you know, a possibility that we'll be successful because we, we fear rejection and we want to move away from that rejection. And so mindsets are so important in really looking at the way in which you approach situations. Mm. But then in order for us to be successful or want to continue to make progress in something, that confidence needs to be built somewhere along the way as well. Mm. And the way in which I view confidence is very much, it's our beliefs in our abilities and our trust in ourselves. But I do confidence coaching one-to-one with a lot of women as well. Mm. And I find that nearly always what comes up surrounding confidence is that a lot of people, both men and women, think that you're either confident or you're not. Mm. And what I love to teach is that confidence can be built, it can be learned, and it takes consistency and some good tools and techniques that you can use to build that over time. Um, But I think the main problem with confidence is that it requires you to get out of your comfort zone and whenever we leave the comfort zone it feels icky it feels scary and so we kind of try and jump back in because we think no you know I'm not going to make any progress here it's not worked in the past maybe so there's a previous mindset that kind of holds us back which is why it's so important to begin with mindset Mm. Um, and from there you know once you've started to build your confidence I believe in that way you can begin to communicate in a way that really speaks more about you know who you are and really is underpinned by your beliefs rather than going into it from a perspective or a place of fear so communication as I'm, as I'm sure you're aware Sara you know it often comes across so much in the way you communicate mm-hmm. how much conviction or belief in yourself that you have when you do speak or you know when you do when when you do have your body language in in something like a presentation and so something that I've kind of always gone straight back to mindset of whenever I'm looking at leaving my comfort zone again I go all the way back to the beginning and go back through the three processes yeah no I think that that is such a, a valuable thing even just that awareness is the trigger, isn't it? So that, you know, like what you're saying is when you see yourself in a situation, you pull yourself back and say, hang on, where are my three pillars? Yeah. And and so, you know, like mindset, 
um, and then confidence and communication. And I and I do think like you did say that in that order, didn't you? Mindset, confidence, yeah. communication in that order. And I think that does make so much sense because often in a communication setting where we get into these automatic kind of react or response situations where sometimes we're triggered by something and we're not aware of that communication. So therefore, correct me if I'm wrong, but the framework that you advocate and you coach in really means that you're not just saying this is what you have to say you're saying feel it first yeah and then when you feel it first your your subconscious mind um, is feeling it because it's believing it which then enables your communication not to be something that's staged or framed or rehearsed but something that you're saying is nearly like an automatic response to what has been taken place because of the mindset shift, the confidence that has has formed out of that mindset shift, which then leads to a more empowered or a more effective way of communication. Is that is that what you're? Yeah, what you're definitely. Um, it's it's really about ensuring that you're choosing the intention from which you're communicating rather than reacting emotionally to something or perhaps you know not realizing that you're coming across in a certain way it's picking that kind of grounding yourself again and picking that intention that you're communicating from and you know it it does take practice it's not something that you can just do one day but by revisiting all of the pillars and making sure that you're continuing the aiming to go through that process communication skills then become more refined um but one thing that we sort of touched on was about making sure that you have an understanding and this sort of personal reflection of where you are proficient in communication skills Mm. is really important as well and one of the things that I teach in, in my group coaching program which as you can imagine they love me for I always ask them to try and record a meeting so it could be something it's a lot easier to do now because of zoom Mm. and that sort of thing Mm. but i'll always encourage them obviously with the permission of the other person that they're speaking with Mm. to just record a meeting and then watch it back and just score yourself on all the different areas things like pace of speech the volume the pitch of your voice and how much participation you have within the conversation versus the other person and really get a foundational base layer of understanding about what kind of communication skills that you might need to refine and where you're strong in those communication skills as well and it's something that I think a lot of people find terrifying because they think oh gosh I don't want to listen to myself or I don't want to look at myself but really by getting the facts, it enables you to be able to move forward and refine everything and get to the best sort of communicator that you can be. Absolutely. I think that actually having the um, the intention or having the, the courage to, to, to be confronting to your own self is something that so many people aren't willing to do, which is yeah. why, you know, like a Bob Proctor, who's been my mentor for years, calls this the terror barrier. So, so when you face that terror barrier, as in looking yourself straight in the eye for what it is, is what you're saying in these to do when you're recording a meeting, which is it feels uncomfortable, and that's what propels you forward. What I would love to, if this is okay for you, to 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 
get from you within these core passions that you know like you you know so much about is actually two different perspectives if you were going to give three top um tips to 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 leadership um or to 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 females um professionally with regards to communication uh, what would they be? And then after that, what I would love, uh, because I know that your coaching is specifically for women to empower them, but I think that it's really important to enable the, the knowledge that here in the portal, there's there's men interacting with the portal. And so I would really love to uh, to get your insights. If you were talking to, to men, in, especially in leadership, um, to say, these are the three top tips that actually will enable the women to feel better, to feel more empowered, which will in turn enable you to get more from these women. So then we're, we're helping the women and we're also helping the men help the women. Yeah, it's so important. Um, I know you always lead from the front as well in what you do in terms of you know getting the leadership team to understand your aim. So that's really important. I guess if I was to say top three tips for maintaining the best sort of communication you know the first one would always be get that foundational base layer and really understand where you are proficient and where you know you might need a little bit more help and just really understanding yourself and without judgment as well you know because it's going to be so important to make sure that you're respectful of you know your own needs and your own development and there's different sorts of communication so (laughs) There's obviously verbal, nonverbal, written communication. And listening also is a type of communication. But I think for my second tip, one of the things that I would say in as far as written communication in the workplace um, is really important to kind of be self-aware about how you may be coming across or how um, there could be an emotional investment within an email response. Because I think that we've all been in situations before where we might have had an email and thought, hmm, they sound a bit off. Or And then when we respond, our backs are up a little bit. And it's so often that we're totally wrong. You know, it's we've interpreted it in a completely different way. Mm. So one of the things that I always say is, you know, when you are looking at making sure you're communicating by email, to say that all the remote the emotion is removed from that because you're literally stating the facts and you're being very very clear about what the desired return output is from the other person that you're speaking to and just to make sure that the clarity is there I would always advocate picking up the phone but I know that you know in this day and age it's not something that everybody goes to first for their kind of primary form of communication and that's something to be sort of mindful of Mm -hmm. as well um and I suppose for my third tip surrounding communication and um, ask for feedback you know there's a lot of people around you um in both a professional capacity and also a personal capacity that will be able to kind of give you some hints and tips about where you're a great communicator and sometimes how you may come across in a situation without realizing it now I think that being able to have an open line of communication with your manager is really important to be able to understand this um but by getting that foundation right by getting the feedback 
I think it's really helpful to be able to put the best um, the best impression across to people like customers and clients or you know if you have a role where you're speaking a lot internally making sure that you come across as somebody who's open to collaboration wants to work with other teams and really is somebody who is keen to go over and above because you're constantly checking back in with yourself and reviewing if that makes sense absolutely and so do you think that that there the, the information about that communication foundation is important for both sides so for male and female within that um yeah so i think that everything that we've discussed is applicable to both men and male and female yeah. i predominantly work with women and the reason that i do sarah is because i was in so many situations throughout the progression of my career whereby I felt as though I wasn't taken seriously enough. I felt as though a lot of the time in a face-to-face meeting capacity, there was a lot of behaviours that happened that, you know, really knocked my confidence. And the sort of things that I'm talking about are forms of microaggression. So things that might happen within a meeting setting would be, you know, somebody speaking over me and just completely dismissing what I was going to say. ignoring something that I've said so just and so you just sort of sit there waiting for to be rejoined into the conversation mm. which makes me think oh, I don't want to speak makes feel about that small yeah and then also you know some of the some of the cheekiest things that that happened um which I again talk about in my program is idea pinching you know somebody passing off your idea as their own mm. and Unfortunately, these behaviours do still happen. And so one of the things that I always wanted to do is to help women to prepare responses for these situations, um, but also have the confidence before this even happens to know that their contribution is 100% valid, is 100% needed. And, you know, they'd be doing themselves a disservice by attending a meeting and not putting forward their unique perspective. Mm. Because... That's what they're there for. If you're in a meeting, it's because somebody wants you to have an input, right? But we don't always see it like that. We mm. see it as though it's a platform for somebody to make us feel inferior sometimes. Mm. Um, and so to your earlier question, in order to kind of help men understand why it is particularly difficult for women in these scenarios and to look out for opportunities for them to help them, mm. I would suggest that they would be vigilant and start to notice these three types of behavior. So, you know, um, pinching ideas, calling someone, um, speaking over somebody and ignoring somebody are the three main things that do, that do happen. So I would encourage them to kind of say, sorry, I don't actually think that um, Olivia was finished speaking. Do you want to finish off Olivia? And, and doing things like that where they're calling out behavior that seen in both other men and both other women um, and just maybe providing that kind of support for people where that behavior does occur um, but outside of the meeting environment I think it's really important to ensure that there aren't any particular barriers within the organization for women versus men um, yeah. I've, I was asked quite recently um towards the end of my career if I felt as though I couldn't go for something because I was a woman and I just thought that that was a a ridiculous question because 
that that shouldn't even be there that that observation shouldn't even be there because you know I know that everything that I do is based on my abilities and um, so really just making it apparent from day one what a clear career path looks like and what each person would need to do to get there and um, obviously regardless of gender yeah and I think that 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 what you're advocating and what you're doing uh, is so fundamentally important. I mean, it, that they've been shown. I don't know if you look at Gallup research, but the the Gallup, the recent Gallup research, and uh, you know they've got a book out, Wellbeing at Work, and you know they they really talk about the foundation of well-being of employees and of leadership starts actually with a base of communication, and that mm-hmm. communication is actually the biggest deficit so it's it's the biggest step either up or down to an employee's sense of well-being and a sense of being valued in, in this and and another thing that is is being shown is the consistency within communication frameworks so i think that you know like what you're doing sounds amazing because you're for women you're not only saying these are common hurdles mm-hmm. and common things that that can take place to to knock you back but you're giving the practicalities of in these situations how can you make them not barriers because coming then back to your three pillars it actually starts with just the framing of your mindset on how your you don't need to be uh, reacting to that situation instead you can be responding to it reacting yeah. is out of control responding is in control and um, so I just I feel like what you're advocating and what you're passionate about frames not only, um, you know, your ability to have career progression, any person's pro- um, career progression, it, it takes down barriers of entire relationships, which actually becomes organizational culture in general, all of well-being, nothing will work without uh you know a baseline of healthy communication and then obviously your two pillars of mindset and confidence um are all in the mix so yeah definitely Uh, thank you that's really kind of you to say and i I think it's i think it's really important certainly important to me personally Mm -hmm. um but i think as well you know when we talk about highlighting common hurdles or challenges that have happened highlighting them to everybody in the business even leaders as well will help them to reflect back on do you know what this hasn't happened in this organization hopefully (laughs) but it may have happened in the past careers and it helps them to feel an understanding of why that was different versus what they want their new culture to be in this organization and by understanding things that have happened that cannot confidence it really helps them to be able to lean towards what actually does help to build confidence rather than kind of looking backwards so yeah I think it's so important just having the awareness of, of what happens and not shutting our shutting our eyes to it anymore absolutely the awareness and then the intention mm-hmm. you know that goes with that awareness I think and the other thing is with with leadership is I think that that's something that other that many people don't think about as well is that there's these layers of leadership. So a leader will often have a leader, will often have a leader, um, you know, it goes up the ladder. So they may be in leadership, but then they're also affected 
by leadership that goes, you know, into the layers of management. Mm-hmm. So, so they need to understand how they feel when their boss, their manager, their leader speaks to them in a wrong way and understand how that commution f- communication framework filters down too. So, yeah. so um, Rachel, please, can you explain, you have an amazing podcast Remind the audience of of the name of the podcast and where they can find you. Um, and do you want to, because you'll do it much more justification, summarize in your words, um, you know, the framework of what you do within your podcast? Yeah, thank you. So my podcast is called Achieve With Me. And it's really targeted towards ambitious women who are keen to obviously move forward in their career. They want to improve their confidence and communication skills. And what it really does is addresses various different workplace challenges that we have on a daily basis, um, but also gives practical tools and tips um, for handling those. So it's um, it's a bit of positivity. Um, I used to always love listening to podcasts on a Monday morning before my week. So I kind of wanted to give back and provide that for somebody as well. Um, so it's available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all the usual platforms really. Um, and I offer two different areas of my coaching. Um, so one-to-one coaching, which really helps to kind of hone in on confidence within women look at what areas in which that they need to improve and maybe how they've got to that place where they need to improve as well mm-hmm. um but then also i do the corporate coaching which is um in a group basis so this is where a lot of the frameworks for that um mindset confidence and communication understanding comes in and um, because i take a group of around 10 women and take them through a six-week program to really help them to personally reflect on both where they are today getting that foundational understanding but also looking at how they can begin to co-create their career path with their employer to make sure that they're building it from a place of strengths and values rather than looking at you know what's the next linear progression and um, that the business might have available for me um so yeah please do you can reach out um, i'm on instagram at rachel harriet coaching um and do remember to tune in to achieve with me amazing thank you so much rachel it's been insightful and valuable And I'm sure that, uh, you know, it really just adds that layer of what we always say, awareness, um, to respect the power of communication. And I think that that's something that that everyone needs to reach out because, you know, I don't know what you find, but there's, there's constant progression that can take place. You don't have to have a critical problem to want to better yourself and better empower yourself to expand in broader ways. And that often starts with that framework of of mindset, of confidence that leads to different communication, which is also self-talk. We communicate to ourselves all the time in our thoughts. So I think, you know, like what you're doing is amazing to enable transformation, you know, from for women, which then filters out to to the men because the response to how they communicate, um, whether that's good or bad, is better. So amazing. Thank you so much for coming on the show. And oh, thank uh, you for having me. It's yeah. absolutely wonderful. Really grateful. Yeah, it's amazing. Oh, one last question I've got. Oh, Considering yeah. we're a global 
the well-being portal is global. Um, that we're a global platform. I know you're based in the UK. One key question I want to ask you for the audience for the future is: Do you conduct uh, the, everything uh, virtually, or is everything you do uh, personal in a face-to-face -face setting? How flexible are you? If there was let's randomly say a client who wanted to meet you that was in Europe or in Canada or in Australia. Uh, how, how able is that? Yeah, so I do most of my coaching on Zoom, to be fair, um, which I think has been great, especially over the last 12 months with all the changes. Mm -hmm. um, I'm definitely flexible to time zones, just providing we can look at a consistent time slot to meet up and um, to make sure that that works with the time zones. But I'm committed to reaching people who align with my message. Um, so regardless of their location, I would always try and make that work and, you know, for both my one-to-one -one clients and my corporate clients, I always offer a free consultation just so we can get to understand how we would work together anyway. So, of mm -hmm. course, that would be done over Zoom. So definitely flexible to that. Thank you for asking. Amazing. And last but not least, what is your website? Um, it's www.rachelharriotcoaching.co.uk. Fantastic. Thank you, Rachel. And... Uh... I hope that we will cross paths in the future because we definitely align with, with our values. So it's been lovely talking to you and thank you so much for your time. Marvellous. Thank you.